Sister Dot, she had a birthday this past week. On, was it Tuesday? All right. Amen. All right. Am I allowed to tell them how old you are? No? Keep that quiet, huh? Okay. All right. Well, I'll just say I'm pretty certain she's the oldest one among us. And she can get around about as good as any of us, huh? And I think she ought to have a birthday gift. I don't want you to have to come up here. Would you take that to her? Go buy you some chicken or something. All right. Happy birthday. All right. Praise God. Trying to get my foot out of my mouth. All that help? Okay. I love Sister Dot. Amen. She told me one day coming in, I'll tell on her since I've got the microphone. She told me one day, I said, how you doing, Sister Dot? And she said, I'm doing fine. It was before service ever started. And she said, but you're going to have to do something with those parking attendants out there. I said... What's wrong with them? She said, well, whenever they, I park my car, said it looks the same when I go out. They don't wash it or do nothing to it. <laughs> and uh, so, <laughs> amen. <laughs> but uh, love Sister Dot and her sense of humor. Amen. Amen. I want to talk to you today for a few moments. Um, this um, week I had a, I don't know if it's me or... I'm here an angelic host. Anybody else hearing music? All right, I'm just messed up then. Did you hear? Okay, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't on the way to glory or something. Okay, so there's, there is sounds up here, all right. Uh, but I had the opportunity to go on a little road trip this week and, and uh, had some time to myself. And I was praying Thursday about because I wanted to finish up a series on uh, forces that shape your future. And I have at least one more message, maybe two, to talk about on that. And, and, but I was just praying, asking God specifically about this service today. And it was impressed upon my heart, and I heard in time of prayer, to speak about the orphan spirit. And uh, I honestly, I've heard... People speak or say things about the orphan spirit before, but I uh, confess to you I did not know what they're talking about. So begin to prepare and, and study and do the, all that I could uh, to find out what the Lord would have us to say here today. And so out of that preparation and drawing some things, I want to share with you today concerning this orphan spirit. Romans chapter 8 and verse 19, the Bible says, For the earnest expectation of creation waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. All of creation is waiting on the manifestation of the sons of God. Ever since Adam and Eve were alienated from God, the Father in the Garden of Eden, I believe that we see this is where the orphan spirit began to permeate the earth, causing untold damage by orphan, I mean, and talking about or referring to a sense of abandonment, sense of loneliness, alienation, isolation. Almost immediately after the fall in Eden, the fruit of an orphan spirit results in a spirit of jealousy that is seen in Cain murdering his brother Abel because the father God did not receive his offering. To make matters worse in contemporary society with the breakup of the family, Large amounts of people today, not only alienated from God, but also have been alienated from their biological father. 
And I believe many, if not all, emotional and physical and spiritual ills of our society today can be traced back to the feelings of alienation of God and the biological father. I don't know that we're going to uh, hoop a lot today, but I do believe I have something to say. And orphan men have a hard time connecting to their spouses, their children, those in spiritual authority. They have a hard time with supervisors or bosses. They have a hard time accepting loving themselves. There are presently millions of men that are incarcerated who are acting out lives of violence and rebellion because their earthly fathers have abandoned them. There are churches filled with pastors and leaders who use people and destroy relationships because they're driven to succeed. And it's due to their need for father's affirmation. And I say to you today, it's too big of a hole for success in ministry or performance to fulfill. <clears throat> the other week, we, we had camp meeting in, in, for the Church of God, and uh, one of our own pastors, uh, Harold Newsom, preached on Tuesday morning, and uh, I believe it was probably one of the most powerful messages that I've heard in a long time as he shared his story, but yet he related to what was going on in his life and how that, that the pressure to perform has literally killed the pastors in America. He said, and I'll share just a little bit of that with you, but if you could get on the Church of God website, you can go there and you can learn. But he, can, he talked about in his own life how that there were three areas that, that caused him great uh, pain and harm to his life. And he said he woke up one morning and said he had uh, his wife, when he woke up and got up on the side of the bed, he, his wife asked him, what in the world were you doing last night? Said you were groaning and you were moaning and you were grinting your teeth. And he said that is the sounds of a man that is being crushed to death. Because we have a need to perform. You've got to do it better this Sunday than you did it last Sunday. It isn't just in pastor, but it is in our lives that we have this pressure that we've got to be better than everyone else. We begin to look at ourselves and we begin to determine whether we are good or we're not on the basis of someone else. And that is a lie. Amen. God created you to be you. Amen. The only way to break an orphan spirit is for people to be filled with the sense of a father's love for them that only comes through Christ Jesus. Amen. It enables us to become mature sons of God, daughters of God that will serve God in a knowledge and an understanding of grace and not of us trying to merit his love out of our performance. An orphan spirit is perhaps the greatest curse that is on the earth today. It will take spiritual parents. It will take spiritual depth of authority to break and reverse, amen, and be able to penetrate this orphan spirit on a generation that has been left to feel abandoned and isolated and that no one cares. Only a person Only when a person is healed can they really get over this fatherlessness and begin to experience the love of Father God and say that I am going to become what God has called me to be. I'm going to do what God has called me to do, not out of performance, but out of knowing who I am in Christ Jesus. Sons and daughters are so important that creation is calling for them to arise. He said in our text this morning, for the earnest expectation of creation is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. 
lot of people are saying we're waiting on God, but I believe today that God is waiting on us. We are a part of the greatest story in this book that we call the Holy Bible. But we've got to prepare ourselves for this last day. There are some things that are the will of God, but his will does not happen. There are some things that that I believe is the will of God and that will, will happen no matter what. Then there are other things that are left up to us. It's his will. Huh? Well, let me walk just a little bit farther. How many know that it's not his will that any should perish, but all should come to repentance? But are people perishing? Amen. And we have to take up that cross and follow him, but not out of a sign of obligation, not out of a sign of trying to merit his love and his favor, but because we're his sons, because we're his daughters, and because we know that we are full of his grace, his love, and his mercy, we desire to do the will of the Father. Amen? Amen? Because we already are loved, because we're already accepted, because we already have received his grace. Amen. We walk in his love and his mercy. Let me share with you just a few things today. And today will be just a little different than I normally preach, I'm sure. Um, but, but I want to get this across to you. I want to talk to you about some signs of an orphan spirit. Whenever I begin to read and prepare these things, it just stood out to me that this thing has, it, it has infiltrated our nation. Number one, the orphan spirit operates out of insecurity and jealousy. Those with an orphan spirit are constantly battling jealousy and insecurity. Since security originates in a secure relationship, if it's with our parents or if it is with God, those with an orphan spirit are so insecure that they have even a hard time hearing their biological or spiritual father prays someone else. They can't celebrate their brother, Cain. They can't celebrate the victory of their brother or their sister. They have a hard time when someone else starts, and I've noticed this. I I didn't know, uh, you know, about this. I'm coming along, but I I didn't know this. But I I have noticed that people, whenever you would say something, you would encourage Pastor Joshua, or you would say to uh, uh, someone, uh, you know, you're you're doing a great job, or I I appreciate what you're doing, whatever it is, and they would have to chime in and, and talk about themselves. Instead of encouraging and blessing a brother or sister in a time. But you see, a spirit of a son or a daughter functions out of love and acceptance. And those with a spirit of sonship are so secure in the father's love and his favor that they don't, they don't worry about what the father is saying about others. They encourage that. They celebrate that. An orphan spirit is jealous of success of their brothers or sisters. Those with an orphan spirit are happy when their brother fails because it makes them feel good about themselves. A mature son or daughter is committed to the success of their brother or their sister. Those who have a spirit of sonship joyfully commit to the success of someone else because your victory is my victory. Your success is my success. Amen. And I thought about that not only in the church, but in our nation, how that all of these, I don't know about all these people, but especially in particular, the media and uh, some crazy people are wanting or are publicly saying they want our president to fail 
a spirit of orphan. Amen. What does it mean if the head fails? How stupid, I mean, I know I could use a better term, but how stupid do you have to be to want the head of a thing to fail? The devil wants the head of the church to fail. Amen. He's after all of us, but make no mistake about it, he would love to see me fall into immorality. He would love to see the head taken out so that it would cause chaos and confusion all over the body. But when we, we've got to learn how to celebrate one another. We need to learn how to encourage one another and break this spirit of an orphan off of us. Amen. An orphan spirit serves God to earn the father's love. Along these lines, those are an orphan spirit are constantly striving and trying to earn the father's love through accomplishing things in ministry and in career. If I can just do this, if I can just do that, if I can just get more people, if I can just get a bigger church, if I can just, if I can just, if I can just, and we, we're trying to accomplish uh, God's favor and love by us accomplishing more in ministry or in career. If I can just do this and I can just do that, then maybe he'll love me. No, friend, he already loves you. Amen. And I want to tell you, we have made church about a whole lot, and I don't want to get on to this tonight, but uh, this morning, but we've made church about a whole lot of stuff that God doesn't even care about. Amen. I heard in my spirit this week over and over again these words, because there is little power, the, the less power that is in the church, the more performance must be in the church. When you don't have no power, you got to make up for it by performance, carnal things. But when the power of God is present, amen. Yes, we're going to do everything we can to reach our country. We're going to reach our region. We're going to do everything we can to reach the lost, amen. I said amen. We're going to do everything we can to reach them. But it isn't about my performance. It isn't about if, I, if, if people don't come to Christ. It isn't about my performance that I go home and I say, my God, I missed it. I did a terrible job. I, I didn't accomplish what I was called to do today. No, it isn't about performance. It's about presence. And whenever his presence is here, the power of God is here, then strongholds are broken. Powers come off of people's minds and their hearts are turned toward his love and his mercy. Whenever this house is filled with the love of Jesus Christ, then sinners will run to the heart of God and say, what must I do to be saved? Amen. Church sons and daughters serve God out of a sense of divine acceptance and favor. They already know who they are in Christ and are accepted by him. Do you know that you're accepted by God just the way you are? The orphan spirit tries to medicate its deep internal alienation through physical stimulation. That's the reason people are running everywhere and going nowhere. Have you ever seen a world so busy? Why? Why is it that we have so much physical stimulation? Why is it that we're running here and running there or going here and going there? Huh? It's because we're trying to medicate something spiritual in our lives with a physical stimulation. We, we are, have an orphan spirit. People don't have no time for nothing. We're running everywhere. Huh? Is this too real? Well, they told us 
destiny. You know, she's a, she's a softball player, right? She's bad. She, hit, she just hits dingers. That's all she does. And she's pretty good with the mitt, too. And I'm not putting other children down, praise God, for gifted and talent, huh? But there are people that are spending thousands of dollars sending their kids to get all this training, try to get them to do better, get this, get that, huh? And they told, they come to us, coaches come to us, and people come to us all the time. Can Destiny play on this travel ball? Then they come to us and put this pressure on us. They say, you know, she'll never get a scholarship if she doesn't play on a travel ball team. I'm not against travel ball. I love playing ball. I love watching my kids play. Amen. I think you ought to have a life. But when was the last time you invested thousands of dollars in your child in the kingdom of God. It's more important to me, you hear me, it's more important to me that my son and my daughter develop a relationship with Jesus Christ and that whenever time comes that they have, they have a, a spouse that loves Jesus than it is for them to be known as the best ball player in the world. And I know that goes over like a lead balloon. Amen. But, I, but I'm here to pastor you. I'm not here to pamper you. And praise God, play ball. Glory to God. Do whatever you desire to do. But don't forget to invest in the relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. You see, we have this orphan spirit that tells us we've got to run here, we've got to run there. You've got to have this job. You've got to have a better job. You've got to have a bigger house. You've got to have a newer car. All of these lies to try to fulfill and stimulate in us what cannot be accomplished by that. Those with an orphan spirit are constantly trying to push down their sense of alienation and their loneliness and their lack of self-worth because they're trying to do it through work. They're trying to do it through other relationships, physical gratification. If I, 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 and you know, dropping names, I know this one, I know that one. I know, you know, hoopy-doo. Amen. Thank God for relationships. Relationships are powerful. But I want to tell you that it cannot fulfill the loneliness that is in our heart because it is a spiritual thing. Amen? Spiritual sons and daughters walk in joy in the presence of the Lord and comfort. Those who walk in sonship bask in the presence of God's love and joy, and peace, and know who he is. And they stand on secure ground, knowing that they have self-aligned themselves with the Father, and because of that, he loves us. An orphan spirit is driven by the need for success. Many are attempting to accomplish great things by satisfying a deep yearning in their hearts, Because they think if I get this job, if I get this house, if I get this or do that, then my father will accept me. And it's not only about Father God, but we we think that about natural fathers that have abandoned us. That's probably the reason why I'm not all up on this, because I didn't have to deal with that. Amen. I knew that I was loved by my father unconditionally. Amen. And so I didn't understand this orphan spirit, but whenever you're trying to accomplish things to get approval, if I could just get this done, if I could just make this happen, then they'll love me. Huh? I remember the story in the scripture when two sisters, Leah and Rachel, huh, 
If I just have him another son, he'll love me. If I just have another son, he'll love me. She finally come to the conclusion that whatever I do, it isn't going to be enough to earn his love. I want to tell you today that we make huge mistakes. We, we, we as in leadership, I have watched and I, I've made enough mistakes that I don't stand and criticize others. But I've watched people put churches in debt, building big church buildings, only for them to leave before they had to pay the first note. Why? Because it wasn't about all of these things. It was about if I can just do this, if I can just build a building, if I can just, and it drives people away instead of driving them to God. But spiritual sons and daughters, only those with a strong sense of sonship will allow the Lord to direct their path and brings them into opportunity to, amen, not to just go through life, but to enjoy life. Amen. I would say to you that you, you would be better to, I, I was talking to someone this morning, you would be better to, to, to live in something that, that people would drive by and would not uh, brag on or say, wow, look at that. But to be in a place where that you could enjoy life than to live in a mansion that everyone is admiring and yet you're so broke you can't do nothing. An orphan spirit uses people as objects to fulfill their goals. Those with an orphan spirit tend to use people as objects to accomplish their own goals. Whenever we see this kind of thing, it is because they are used with manipulation and with words of threats and anything necessary to have their own way in controlling and we have that all over our nation. But mature sons serve people and bless the kingdom. Mature people who walk in sonship don't use people. They serve and release people to fulfill the destiny of Christ and not our own. Amen. An orphan spirit repels children. Leaders and parents with an orphan spirit are constantly in turmoil and fighting and striving for their own way, which gives their spiritual children a sense that their leader is incompetent and cannot accomplish the goal. Have you ever seen such a day? I don't know. I don't go to the store a whole lot, but I've been a few times. And I've never in my life seen adults acting like children. Cussing and swarping and jerking them on the arm. Why is that? Because they have an orphan spirit. They're striving. They're fighting. They're turmoil. I tell you, I don't know what your house looks like, but it, it, it isn't normal for you to throw paint pots and pans. Amen. It ain't normal to put holes in the wall. Somebody's got to fix it. <laughs> Amen. It's not normal. It don't matter what society, what culture has taught you. Spirit of a son walks in the favor and rests in the Father's love and knows that he works out knowing God's grace and his love and not striving to get God's grace and his love. An orphan spirit is always in competition with somebody else. Trying to get somebody to think they're better than someone else. There's a difference between being competitive and comparing yourself to someone else. When you compare yourself to someone else, you are suggesting 
that God didn't fit, make you or create you in the way that he was supposed to. Amen. The spirit of sonship always wants to bless somebody else. And it's a joy to be able to bless other people. Amen. I mean, I just had the privilege of blessing Sister Dot. Now, it wasn't much. Please don't tell nobody I'll be embarrassed, okay? But it wasn't much, but it was a joy to be able to bless one of my family members. Amen. It's a joy to be able to see. I I get great joy. There are some days whenever I'm battling and struggling myself and I look around to somebody else that God has placed in my path that I was able to be some kind of voice in or help to and see what they're accomplishing in. And and, and, and it isn't what I have achieved, but my greatest joy is seeing what is going on in their life right now. Seeing what they're achieving, seeing what they're accomplishing. And I cheer them on and encourage them to run on because it's with joy that I can see that happen. Orphan spirit lacks self-esteem. Those with an orphan spirit have a hard time loving or accepting themselves. You okay? Amen. Why is it you think that we have such a hard time loving or accepting ourselves? Well, nobody's going to talk to me, so I'll talk to you. I believe it's because we know too much about ourselves. And we have a hard time believing that God would accept us just like we are. We have a hard time believing the God of this universe, the creator of all things, just by the power of his word, would love us like we are. In our faults, in our failures, in our lack, huh? But guess what? He knew you before you were formed and chose to love you. Amen. He chose to love you no matter what. And we have to accept that love that we, yes, we have made mistakes. Yes, we have fallen short. He planned for all of that. Huh? He said all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So he planned for all of that, but yet he still loves us anyhow. He still loves us through it all. And we don't have to go around trying to get him to love us. We don't have to get better for him to love us. We just have to accept his love for us right where we are. And as we accept his love for us where we are, that divine love and acceptance enables us to walk in confidence that we can become all, be all, and do all that God has called us to be. Amen.
Well, Curtis may have to take it home and chew on it a little bit. But hell, I believe in a literal hell. I believe there is a literal hell. I thought I'd have more than two people believe with me. I said, I believe there is a literal hell. But if there were no hell, it would not change my relationship with God. Because I'm, don't, I'm not in relationship with him, Phil, because there's a hell. I'm in relationship with him because I am his son and he is my father. And I have had grace and his love. And to take it a step farther, if there were no heaven, it would not change my relationship with God. I believe there is a heaven. Huh? I believe that by his grace, I'm going to be there with him throughout all of eternity. But that's not why I serve him. That's not why I have a relationship with him. I have a relationship with him because I'm his father or his son and he is my father. Amen. Glory to God. Jesus came and said, love. By this, men will know that you are my disciples if you have two Bentleys in the garage. If you got a Mercedes, if you have a house so big that you can lay in one side of the house and not hear the TV on the other end. If you preach good, if you don't miss any church, if you sing and everyone loves it, Men will know that you're my disciple. No, no, no. None of this. He, he didn't even, it wasn't even a thought in his mind. He said what? If you have love, one for another. His whole message was about love. It was about relationship. It was about that there was, that is the, the direct opposite of this orphan spirit that I've got to do, I've got to do, I've got to do. No, no, no. We just have to rest in his love. Yes, you have to accept him as your savior. Yes, you have to recognize him as your Lord. That's, that's your part. But when you accept and you recognize that and you walk in his grace and walk in his love because of relationship, not because of some duty that you've done. Love the Lord your God with your whole heart then love your neighbor as yourself huh and I think I could have done pretty good on that but then he had to throw this in love your enemies yeah I struggle with that one thank you Two real people. I struggle with that one. But you know, he's talking out of the heart of God, not out of the heart of man. And he said, even though they hate you, even though they despise you, even though they criticize you, even though they betray you, that love goes beyond all of that. And you love them because they're God's son. They're God's daughter. Can I tell you today you're loved unconditionally? Unconditionally. You don't have to do anything to impress. How are you going to impress God? I mean, with the anvil of his grace, he struck the hammer with the anvil and stars flung into place. And he said, you stay there till I tell you to move. With the power of his word, he created everything that we see. How are we going to impress him? We can't do anything to merit his grace, merit his love. 
He is all-powerful, all-knowing. He's omnipotent God. He loves us because he created you fearfully and wonderfully into the very creation that he desired for you to be. Our mandate is not to build great buildings. Our mandate isn't even to have huge numbers of people. Yes, it would be great. Love it when the house is full. But I've been freed from the expectations of people. And I'm graciously and fearfully and wonderfully loved by my father because he's the one that created me and he loves me just how I am. He loves you just how you are. Our mandate is not to build bigger buildings and huge crowds of people. Thank God people matter. Numbers matter because numbers are people. We understand that. But do you realize that there's men and women of God all over this nation, all over this world that have 25, 30 people in it that carry more power of God upon their lives than people that are on television. And you never hear their name, but they're healing the sick and they're delivering the oppressed and they're setting the captive free and they're making a difference in their region or in their community where they are. Our mandate is not all of these things that we get caught up in. Thank God for this building, huh? But our mandate is to show God's love. It's the reason I said in the beginning of this message that if this house is filled with his love and this this house is filled with his presence and his grace, then we don't have a problem trying to manipulate people to pray a prayer. I'm not interested in people praying a prayer. I understand that's the first step. But I wanna, I'm, under, I'm interested in people's lives being changed because they know the love of the Father. And they embrace that love and their life is radically changed. Amen. So our, when we, so we are, our mandate is to show love. We are to show our love for God. Amen. And then we're to show our love one for another. Amen. So today, I want to say to you, maybe you, when we was reading through these today, you, you sensed there's some areas of your life and you said, that sounds like me. Maybe there's areas of your life that that this orphan spirit has attached itself to. Because how many know that you can be free in one area of your life and and be bound in another? You can be you can be free and have victory in some areas of your life and, and, and still be struggling in another area of your life. And we have to release it to God and we have to surrender it to the Lord. I'm almost done. My success will not be determined by how many people's in this house or how many people is, uh, how many buildings we build or none of those things. To God be the glory for what is accomplished here. Huh? And we're going to do all that we can to advance his kingdom here. But that my goal is different. My goal is, is to be and show a Christ-like love to my children that they want to follow the God of their father, the God of their mother. I've seen far too many people, whether it be in ministry or in business, that have achieved and accomplished so much and people held their name, but their children hated them. Why? Because they didn't have a father 
even though they were in the house, they were abandoned because they're too busy doing the things around us to make the accolades of men be put upon us. But my success will be that my son and my daughter follow Jesus. Forget one of the great preachers of days gone by and I'm almost done. We'll go eat hot dogs, something, whatever you do. But one of my greatest successes will be for my son and my daughter to follow the Lord Jesus Christ and to know him in a personal relationship. If I can do that, I'll be a successful man. It's either D.L. Moody or Smith, or it wasn't Smith Wigglesworth. It's either D.L. Moody or Billy Sunday, I forget which. He was on his deathbed and they asked him the question, if you had life to do over again, what would you do different? And he made this statement that has rang in my ears. He said, while I was busy winning the world, my two sons at home died and went to hell. He said, if I had it to do over again, I would have let the world go to hell and save my two sons. It's amazing what we think is success. The other thing that is embedded in me to be successful is to leave my fingerprints on another generation. What good is it, Joshua, if you live your whole life and when you die, you're forgotten about? Life is over. But I believe for me to be successful, however long it tarries and the Lord remains, is to have my foot fingerprints on another generation. Even if the Lord tarries and I go by the way of the grave, another generation rises up and they know the God of our fathers. I'm a rich man. I'm a wealthy man. Not by what I have in temporal things. Not by what I've accomplished but because of God's grace upon my life. I woke up this morning to some text messages. I've got others since I've been here today. I woke up to this this morning. I honor you as a father to a generation. I love you. I can't thank you enough for what you have done in my life and what you have done in the kingdom. Happy Father's Day. Father's Day to an amazing father to many and a great friend. That's why I do what I do. Another one said, Happy Father's Day. His natural father had failed him, but I'd been a faithful spiritual father. Nothing can take the place of that. telling you today my brothers and my sisters the enemy wants to get us so bombarded with things that don't have no eternal value that we miss the mark we miss the goal we miss the target altogether but I want to encourage you today that you're loved I want to encourage you today that father God loves you so much amen that he sent Jesus Christ How much more can he show his love for you? How much more can he show his grace and his acceptance of you? That he would send his only begotten son that we can be bought into, grafted into the beloved, the family of God. I know this is a little different today and I know it's quiet around here today. But maybe you say, Pastor, you know what? I didn't even know it, but I'm struggling with that. I'm dealing with some things. And I just want him to wrap his love around me. I want him to confirm, just confirm that love in my life today as Father God. Let's stand together. 
you can identify, you can relate. You just want to say yes to the word of God over your life this morning. I want to give you opportunity to come today. I want to pray with you, join with you, and agree with you today. It's who you are, it's who you are, it's who you are. 